Well, welcome everybody. It's great to have you join me wherever you are on your screen. It's so good to connect together. I know people from all across the body of Christ are with us today. Well, here we are in Auckland. We're still in uh, level three and we don't know how long we won't be able to meet again as churches. Uh, certainly not this week, not next week. We don't know what happens after that. I'm hearing a lot of people this time, second time around, are finding it so much harder, so much tougher to handle. But always remember that God is up to something good. He's always one step ahead of whatever life throws at us. So let's expect good things to come out of round two, maybe even better things than we got out of round one. Why don't we just pray? Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you, Lord, that you do promise to work all things together for good. And though we're in another round of lockdown here, especially in Auckland, but we are believing that you've got something to say to us through your word and by your spirit. You've got something good uh, to take place in our lives. It's my prayer today that every person who's tuning in will have an encounter with you, will have a moment that deeply touches and changes their lives. We ask these things in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Well, all the talk right now is about the power of COVID-19 and how it can shut down not only homes, but cities and nations. I want to talk about something far, far more interesting, far, far more powerful. I want us to focus today on the power of God. The power of God. We know COVID-19, you know, it, it can cross boundaries. It can get into nations and get across borders. Let's remember that the gospel can do the same. However, with COVID-19, with things that are put in the right place, it can be contained, it can be stopped, and ultimately it will lose its power. In contrast, the gospel of Jesus Christ can never be stopped. It can never be shut down, knocked down, cut down, or locked down. The gospel will spread far and wide. There is power in the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, government powers that be may try and shut down the church, but they will never shut down the gospel. It cannot be chained. In fact, the more the church is persecuted, ridiculed, criticized, knocked around, the more it grows, the more it prospers. It, it seems to advance under adversity. And this gospel virus is going to spread across the whole globe and, the, and will cover the earth. The church will rise in power and will be the dominant force in the years that are ahead of us. So we don't need to fear what the enemy might try to do to the church because it will never, ever, ever be defeated. It will be triumphant fully and totally in the end. So right now, as you know, COVID-19 dominates the media. The headlines, it's a talk in the streets, in the bars, you know, in the homes, it's everywhere. Our mission, your mission and mine, is that in New Zealand, the day comes when Jesus and the gospel virus dominates the headlines and dominates the news. It's the talk in the workplaces, the schools, the universities, the cafes, on the streets, in the homes, everywhere. The, the gospel, what God is doing, dominates. You know, so instead of uh, reading at the headlines, another murder, you know, another rape, another conflict, uh, another suicide, violence, or another bitter divorce, instead of that, we read different headlines. 
We read headlines like, a cancer has been healed. A, a marriage has been restored. You know, that, that suicide rates have dropped away. That a drug de- dealer has found Jesus Christ. You know, that abortions are zero. There's no rapes. There's no murders. In fact, the police have very little to do. Imagine if that was in the headlines of our papers today, in the headlines of One News, you read of all these fantastic things. Instead of negative, 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 which depresses everybody, it's going to be positive, positive, positive to lift us up and excite us at what God is able to do in our nation. So some of you may not be aware, and I've been researching this, New Zealand has had a lot of awakenings. A lot of moves of God. Let me tell you about one in 1881 that took place, and of all places, was in Thames, which is in the North Island. And what happened is they had meetings, and night after night after night, people would gather, large numbers. In fact, the Hall of 900 was was packed out so much that people had to be turned away from coming into these meetings. 1881. In fact, the meeting grew so large, they had to move to a paddock. And out in the paddock, two to 3,000 people would gather. Hundreds were giving their lives to Jesus Christ. So great was the hunger. People would climb onto the roofs of houses to, to watch and to hear the Word of God. Imagine that in your city. Imagine that in your community. People on the roofs to listen to the Word of God being preached. And there was a statement that was made that there was a profound impact on that uh, whole region. Uh, Many noted businessmen gave their lives to Jesus. One writer said this, it's very difficult to describe the extraordinary effect of these services on the public. Community was touched, impacted, transformed. That's the power of the gospel. COVID-19 will damage everything. The gospel will lift everything, restore everything, renew everything, and make the world a better place. Many who are known for godlessness, well-known in that community, were saved and were encouraging others to also come to faith in Jesus Christ. New Zealand has had awakenings before, and I believe the day will come. There'll be such an awakening. It will be in the headlines. It will be the breaking news. It will be the headline story in all the newspapers. It's happened before. It's happened in Wales. With you and me together, we're going to make it happen in our nation or your nation, wherever you might be viewing this from today. Well, as you know, the church was born when the Holy Spirit came with great power. It was born with great power. You read through the book of Acts and the epistles, friends, there's power, power, wonder, working power. We used to sing about it. And I want to say to you today, the way the church began is the only way it can continually, successfully continue. Christianity cannot be lived as God wants it without the power of God. Friends, many of you, you're struggling. You desperately want to be set free of some uh, difficulty in your life. It may be, you know, maybe a, a sin that you have, maybe fear, maybe anxiety, maybe depression, and maybe wanting to self-harm, maybe self-hatred. You so desperately want to be free, and that's all you want. And friends, we need the power of God to set you free. Jesus came to set the captives free. Open prison doors. And bring freedom to people. Friends, that's the power. Of the, look, we can no longer give people a whole lot of list of rules of do this, do that, don't do that. You know, obey this, obey that. But not show them the power to be able to actually do that. We need the power of God. And so I'm contending today for a restoration 
of the raw power of God to change and transform your life, my life, our church, and the nation. See, I don't think much is going to change in this nation until the church demonstrates the power of God in amazing and in remarkable ways. And I think that we can, friends, do this. We can get this done. The Bible's very clear. 1 Corinthians 4 verse 20, the kingdom of God is not in word. You know the verse so well, but it is in power. You know, because of the power of God in our lives, the world needs to see that we are different. They need to see in the midst of COVID-19, we have peace, joy, and victory, and we are overcoming. They need to see that we live different lives, not perfect, but profoundly different to what the world is like. We're kinder, we're more loving, more compassionate, more caring. We reach out more, we're more godly friends. That's the power of the gospel. If we can get enough miracles taking place, if we can see enough lame walk, blind see, deaf ears opened, Cancer's healed, diabetes healed, thrown a few, uh, dead raised. Friends, we will have the attention of the media, of the government, of the world. We'll no longer be despised. We'll be no longer rejected. We'll no longer be seen as irrelevant. We need the power of God. It was the early church's answer to the world's needs. It's today's answer. Nothing has changed. And can I say, the power of God is just as much available today as it was when Jesus walked the earth, as it was in the early church. The power of God has not diminished. It's not like it's suddenly been withdrawn from the face of the earth. The power is the same. We just got to connect with it, release it. Micah chapter uh, 3, I think, says, I am full of power by the Spirit of the Lord. Why don't you say that with me? I am full of power. By the Spirit of the Lord. Not just partially full, not just half full, three, no, full. Full means right to the top. So it overflows in your life and out into the community and those who are around you. Signs and wonders are on God's agenda for our nation. And the time is now, in the light of COVID 19, the time is ripe. If ever we needed the power of God, I believe it is today. I've said it before, I want to say it again. What we need is power, not program. Passion, not polish. Presence, not policy. That's what the world is looking for. They're looking for presence. They're looking for passion. They're looking for power. Because when God is present, you know what happens? Healing and deliverance become like breathing. When He's present, it just... You know, in the scriptures, the power of the Lord was present to heal. It just happened so, so. Let me tell you a, a, an amazing story I heard from actually one of our campus pastors, Don James, up in Whangarei. You may not have known that his mother had a history of psychiatric illness. After Don was born, his mother went into postnatal depression, and then it was a complete collapse. In fact, Don had to be looked after by his grandmother. She spent many times in. Uh, a mental hospital institution in Oakley, uh, here in Auckland. She was always on medication. It was bad, so bad that one day she was on the roof of the house with an ax chopping down the chimney. This was serious mental illness, friends. Don went away to university his first year, got baptized in the Holy Ghost, got saved. He came back all excited. Well, his parents were Christians. They were believers. And this really got their attention. And so about a year later, they attended a 
the mother and father attended a Bill Sibritsky meeting. And Don's mother was filled with the Holy Spirit and instantly and totally healed of all her mental illness and psychiatric disease that she was carrying. She never had another psychiatric breakdown. Our God is greater than mental illness. Did you hear that? Our God is greater. The big issue in today's society, mental illness. Let me read it everywhere, left, right, and center. Our God is greater. That's the raw power of God. One meeting, one prayer, one baptism, set free from psychiatric illness. That's here in our own nation. In fact, even a part of what is now church, unlimited. See, the trend in church, from what I can see, has shifted. People are, or fewer people, are looking for information about God. They want transformation. They want an experience with God. See, information is everywhere, but transformation is scarce. We just don't see enough of it. So people are moving away a little bit. Now, information is important. It always will be important. But there's a shift. And the church can no longer just hand out information and another ser- service and another message and another scripture and another doctor. Yeah, we've got to do that, friends. But if we just continue to do that, we will continue to lose our way and have limited effect and impact on our nation. We've got to move to not just information, we have to move to transformation. Because see, there's a lot of people, they want an experience with God. You have a lot of people in our churches, they know about God, but they don't know God intimately. And they don't experience His presence and power like they should be able to and like God wants them to be able to enjoy. Ephesians 6 verse 10 says, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. It's a really interesting verse because what it actually means here in the Greek, strong means explosive power. And the thought is of explosive power being deposited in a container. So you and I have been designed, shaped, created, molded by God uniquely to be containers of the explosive power of God. Now, we know that, don't we? We know the resurrection power of God is in us, but this is just shaping it in a different way, explaining it in a different way. You are a container designed uniquely, specifically by the sovereign God of the universe. You are a container of the explosive power of Almighty God. Friends, somehow we've got to loose that. We've got to release it. We've got to see it come to pass. And you know how that happens? You've got to get a revelation. If you see it, if you see it, everything changes. It's like a moment of faith. But the problem is we don't see it. Well, most of us don't see it. But guess what? We're going to see it. (laughs) The time's coming, friends, where we're going to see it. One man who did see it was A.A. Allen, amazing miracle worker. So there's a child turns up in one of his meetings, has no eyes, Deaf, can't speak, tongue would just hang out. 
and its hands and feet were just stumps. They took this child to A.A. Allen, put him on his knees, and he began to pray. The first thing he noticed was there's some fluid in the eye sockets. The fluid began to run down the kid's face. As he watched, the next thing that happened, he saw eyes form in the sockets of this young boy. We're talking about the raw power of God. After that, the tongue snapped back into place. The hands and the feet just straightened out. And this child was healed and restored to 100% normal physical condition. Who reckons that would get the headlines? Who reckons that would be front page of the papers? Friends, this is where we're going. What God has done in the past, he will do again. Because my Bible says the glory of the latter house is going to be greater than the former. You read the book of Acts, it's fantastic. Wait till you see what God's going to do in the latter house. Wait till what God's going to do in your day and in my day. A.A. Allen had such crowds, couldn't reach them, couldn't pray for them all. So the Holy Spirit said to him, A.A. Allen, do what happened with Peter in the book of Acts where his shadow would heal the sick. Remember they'd lay the, the, on beds in the streets and just, Peter would just walk past and his shadow would heal. This. You can look it up in the book of Acts. So what they did is they got this big strong light and they shone it behind A.A.L. Uh, and where he was so that his, his shadow would be stretching out across the crowd. Then they'd move that light. And they said that as the shadow of A.A.L. went across the crowd, there were shouts and screams as large numbers of people were healed by the power of Almighty God. I say to my media team, get that light ready. Get it ready, folks, <laughs> because we're going to see the power of God like we have never, ever seen it before. Yeah. COVID-19 is the talk of the day, talk of the nations, but it's the, the narrative is going to change yeah. where the power of God is going to be what's talked about all over the world. So, so exciting. So how are you going to see the raw power of God? Let me give you a few thoughts. Number one, desperate times require desperate measures. And we're living in desperate times. I'm tired of being defeated by a defeated enemy. I'm tired of a powerless Christian life and a powerless church. I'm tired of alcohol, drug, and sexual abuse. I'm tired of ungodly laws being passed in our nation. I'm tired of God's people suffering financial lack, sickness, and marriage breakup. I am tired of COVID-19 level three, two, or one. But friends, I'm not too tired to do something about it. Would you join with me, please, friends? Because we can do something. I'm not too tired to serve God. I'm not too tired to worship the Lord. I'm not too tired to pray. I'm not too tired to fast. I'm not too tired to, to give my all in the service of Jesus Christ, my King. I will not quit. I will not give up. We will win. We will overcome. And the church will rise in great power. But desperation, friends... I've never been more desperate in my life. And desperation leads us to do some amazing things. And we won't quit till the church is revived 
and revival sweeps this nation of New Zealand. Desperate. How desperate are you? I mean, really. How do you know you're desperate? You start doing things you never did before. So we can't keep doing what we've always done and expect a different result. Something has to change. If you want a different result in your life, you've got to do some things different, friends. Otherwise, you'll keep getting the same result, and we know that's a definition of insanity. Do what you've always done, expect it to change. Friends, the church is not going to change until we get desperate, until we do some things a bit different from what we're doing in, in the past. In fact, probably radically different. So the first thing is desperate. But the second thing is you've got to get plugged in. Psalm 62 verse 11 says, power belongs to God. See, God is the only source of power. There is no other source of power. So the key to God's power is you've got to be plugged into the power source. You've got to be plugged into God. So here's my question. What are you plugged into most? Are you plugged in most to your job, to a relationship, to your finances, to your home, to a hobby? What is it? What are you, is, it your, is it your phone? Are you, is that what you're most plugged into, friends? You see, the problem is this, friends, is that if you are plugged into something that has no power, no wonder the lights don't come on. No wonder there's no power and no breakthrough and no miracles. You've got to be plugged in to the power source. So my word to you today, friend, is get plugged in. Plug into God. Plug into Jesus. See, people sometimes ask me, <laughs> they say, how, do you, how does your church do all the things that you do? How do you have the energy? <laughs> how have you maintained the fire of God for 40 years? I just tell them, friends, I stay plugged in. I stay connected to the power source. It's not me, friends. It's God. It's God flowing through me. But you've got to stay plugged. You've got to stay connected. Isaiah 40 verse uh, uh, 31 is it? it says, Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, mount up with wings like eagles. They'll run and not be weary. They'll walk and not faint. Friends, you want to run and not be weary? Get plugged in. You want to see the power of God? Get plugged in and stay plugged in. Problem with some of us, when we plug in the morning, we get a bit charged up. By midway through the afternoon, the battery's flat. There's no power and not you're left with yourself and your own effort and your own energy. Friends, it's never going to get the job done. How do you get plugged in? Well, you can do it all throughout the day, actually. Have some time on your own with God for sure. But what about asking God a hundred times a day, say, Holy Spirit, I acknowledge your presence. Holy Spirit, will you help me? What about throwing up some uh, shotgun prayers? Lord, I love you. God, I worship you. Thank you for that answer for prayer. Thank you for helping me in this situation. Maybe you read a verse of scripture or something like that. There's so many simple ways in which you can maintain being plugged in. You see, you don't go have to go and find some, some socket in the wall, you know, which may be in another room and go and find it. Plug in. No, no, God is everywhere. <laughs> His power is right there with you. Plug in. So all you got to do, plug it in by some of the ways that I've shared with you today. If you do, friends, it will transform your life. Here's the third key to the power of God. Move. Everyone say move. <laughs> In other words, do something. See, the gospel is all about move. Gospel is all about go. 
go. See, Mark 16, go into all the world, preach the gospel, these signs shall follow them. You're going to heal the sick and the miracles are going to flow. The power comes when you go. The power comes when you move. You've got to move. You've got to do something. You've got to get out of the boat. You need to pray. Maybe you need to fast. Maybe you need to pray for someone sick that you don't want to pray for because you've got no faith. Move. <laughs> do something. I had a great holiday in uh, Queenstown recently. And my room was overlooking the lake and the mountains. Wake up each morning, the sun was shining. It was unbelievable. But there were some rooms that had what they called, um, what, what do they call them? They, they motion detecting lighting, all right? Motion detecting lighting. In other words, you walk into the room and the lights come on. You walk out of the room and the lights go off. Friends, whether you walk in the room or not, there's power in the room. There's lighting in the room. But if you don't, just because, if you don't move, if you don't go into the room, the power does not come on. The lights do not come on. Friends, you have to have motion. God's looking for movement. Move, do something. Shift, change, sacrifice, do something. Move. When you move, the lights come on. When you move, the power comes on. If you sit like I do at home on your lazy boy, <laughs> Friends, there ain't going to be no power coming in your direction or in my direction. We've got to move, friends. We've got to do something. And when we do, God is able to work powerfully in our lives. Let me tell you the story of Lou Contis, born in Switzerland. And when he was just a young kid, what happened is he was pushed accidentally out of a third story, of a, out of a window, the third story, crashed down on the ground. His, his skull was badly damaged. From that day on, he suffered severe, severe headaches all day, every day. They were so bad, at times he couldn't stand the noise, couldn't stand the light, couldn't stand movement. He had to lock himself in a dark room just to be able to get through the day. In 2002, he moved to Whangarei, up in the north of New Zealand, and he was taken to a Western Carrier Healing Meeting. Well, the interesting thing is he hadn't been in church for 50 years. He did not want to go. <laughs> he did not want to move. But his wife and a neighbor pressured him. Finally, they got him to this meeting. He's in the meeting and Western Carrier points to his area where he's sitting. There's someone here, as a result of an accident as a child, you've had severe headaches ever since that day. If you come to the front, God will heal you. He didn't want to move. He didn't want to go. He just didn't want to do it. So the wife and the, and the um, neighbor, they forced him, <laughs> virtually pushed him to the front of the auditorium. So he went forward very, very reluctantly, and as the story goes, with no expectation at all. Western Carrier prayed for him. He was totally healed by the power of God, never, ever suffered a traumatic headache again in his life. He gave his life to Jesus Christ, been following him for the last 18 years. But take note, friends, he had to move. He had to move from his home and go to the meeting. He had to move from his seat and go to the front. See, there was power in that room to heal him. It was there. But if he didn't move, if he didn't do something, friends, there would have been no healing. One more thought on how to release the power of God. And that is, quite simply, expect miracles. Amen. See, the bridge between the presence of God and the power of God is faith. 
You know, Church Unlimited, maybe it's true in your church as well. We've been experiencing presence of God increasing on a regular basis. We're enjoying it, but we're not seeing the miracles and the healings to the measure we want to. The bridge between the presence and the power is faith. Another word for faith is expectation. So I want to encourage you now to expect God to do something, especially when you feel the presence. Don't just say, oh, great, God, this is wonderful, hallelujah, you know. No, no, believe for power. Believe, reach out. If you've got the presence on, you go and touch someone. Maybe they'll get healed. Move. <laughs> do something. We just sometimes just want to enjoy the presence of God. So what I do now is when I pray for someone who's sick, I, I fully expect them to contact me or let us know somehow that they were healed. So I want to get to the place where if a person doesn't get healed, that becomes a miracle. Like, you didn't get your breakthrough? Wow, that's amazing. What a miracle. Got to change the narrative, friends. Because we get shocked when someone does get healed. I want to get shocked when someone doesn't get healed. What do I base that? I base that on the Word of God. How often it says that when Jesus prayed for someone, everyone was healed. When sometimes the disciples prayed for them, it says everyone was healed. Not every time does it say that, but so often it says everyone who was sick was healed by the power of God. It's time to, for the healing power to release. So expect, expect God to work miracles. I know as I wrap this up that COVID-19 is a tough time. It's a challenging time. It's a difficult time for so many, many people. But I started this message by saying, God's always up to something good. Right. Something really, really good. I want to encourage you. Take this season. Maybe let it be a time where you begin to step in to the power of God. You begin to believe for God's power and to see a Christianity that works. A Christianity that works. Maybe that's something God can do for you and for me through covid 19. See, through Scripture, it was always virtually a crisis that fashioned a history maker. Took a crisis for Joseph, for David, for Daniel. You can go throughout the Word of God, friends. It's crisis that fashions men and women, you and me, for God. Use this crisis and let it fashion you, shape you, mold you, make you the person that you never dreamed that you could be a mighty, powerful man, woman, young person who does exploits for the glory of God. Let's not waste COVID-19. Let's maximize this adversity, this trial, this crisis and rise to another level. I'm believing God to do that in my life and also in Church Unlimited. So friends, someone has to do something. Someone has to get desperate. Someone has to get plugged into God, move and expect miracles. Why don't you let that someone be you? Don't say someone else. Someone else normally doesn't exist. Why don't you be that someone that steps up to the plate and hits a home run for Jesus? God is calling you. God is pleading with you. He's reaching out to you. He's seeking you. He's crying out and He says, will you step up? Will you make a difference? in the world today. Friend, don't wait for anyone else. I'm not waiting for anyone else. I've made up my mind. I will seek God. I will move. I will expect miracles. I will pursue the power of Almighty God. Friends, let's not fail God and the world in this hour of great crisis. It's in our power to reveal God to a lost world 
to a lost nation. With God's help, we will get the job done. Amen. Amen.